Let's be obedient to the Lord. So a couple weeks ago, I think I sent out a text to some folks because the Lord was speaking to my heart and he like named some of you guys and says, they need this word today. They need this word today. And so I sent it out and I trust that you heard it, read it, got into it. But I'm going to go back into it again a little bit because it was David and David was praying and it was in Psalm 71. I'm going to begin with the first verse just as a kind of an opener to give a kind of a little bit of an intro into where his heart and mind is. And then I'm going to jump down to where I really want to focus on. And so we will be in Psalm, then we will be in Chronicles, and then we'll be in Luke. Because I believe God wants to speak to some people. I got a revelation this morning, not this morning, a couple mornings ago. And I think I sent that out a couple days ago too because it was so rich in my spirit. I'm like, oh God, there is a revelation inside every one of us waiting to pop loose. Because once you see it, once you identify with it, it could change your life forever. So let's just look at it this morning. In Psalm 71, David says, O oh Lord, I have come to you for protection. Can I get a witness from anybody in here this morning? God, I have come to you for protection. Don't let me be disgraced. One of the biggest fears that we have is that things will fall apart and our lives would be in shamble and then we would be embarrassed and we would be so afraid to show our face because we would be so afraid to have people challenge us and where is your God? Where is your God? Hey, Mr. Christian. Hey, you guy who's always correcting me, preaching to me, telling me how to do this, telling me, how, what, what, what's, what's, what's with you now? Where is your God in your time of need? He says, God, don't let me be disgraced. Save me and rescue me, for you do what is right. Okay? Put up in there. I'm going to jump from there all the way down to like verse 21. Or verse 20, I think. Uh, I think I will probably start with uh, verse 19 and, and move into 20. And so here's David. Now, if there's one thing I learned from David, I learned that he was a man who was sorely persecuted. David was the king of Israel. And even as king, he couldn't sit on his own throne. It took David, after being anointed king, Randy, seven years to come from Judah to Israel. Because as king, there was a, 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 an assassin's order on his life. There was a death sentence put upon him by his enemies. And so he couldn't come to Israel. He was king, but he was with his little group, and he was over in Judah. Seven years. Just imagine, think with me for a moment. Seven years, the crown of the anointing of God's favor upon your life. Now, I want you to really hear this. It's an established deal. It's a done deal. There is no mistaking. He 
is the king, but he can't sit on his own throne. Can anybody identify? Blessings of God. I have the anointing. I walk in his favor, but I can't find the fulfillment of my call manifesting in front of me. For some reason, I've got all the authority and the authorization to do, but I can't do because something, someone has put a hold through such anger, through, through such vexing that ties and binds up and keep me from fulfilling my purpose and for seven oh my come on somebody and for seven years you know you know you know you've walked with God you know you know that your life is hid in Christ Jesus you know that you live according to the word you do all that is right you fulfill every command you have met every requirement and yet you can't step and sit in your own throne Oh, can I get a witness this morning? Can somebody, can somebody say, God, God, if there is something you need to show me, show me because I will do it. Why can't I fulfill? Why can't I not see the promise, Lord, that was given? Why can't I walk in the release of the anointing that you have placed on me seven years ago, Lord? Why am I bound up here in this kind of loadable sort of a place where I can't move in into the fullness of the promise and the manifestations of the blessings and the anointing? Why can't I, Lord God? But I know you do what's right. I know you do what's right, Lord God. Can somebody identify with me this morning? Verse 19. This is the hearts that's breaking. This is all in line with my subject matter on prayer because you're going to see it here in a second. Your righteousness, O oh God, it reaches to the highest heavens. There is no escaping your righteousness. Nothing can supersede or surpass your righteousness because your righteousness reaches to the highest heaven. Nothing can go beyond the highest heavens. You got to let that soak in for a second. When God has done what he's done in your life, who God bless, no man can curse. As Bob Marley would say, who God bless, no man curse. You can't exceed the highest of the righteousness of heaven in that God has blessed me and his righteousness has reached into the highest heavens and I'm forever sealed in that place. Sometimes God just got to be God and in spite of you, he's got to hold back some things because what's the point in releasing his blessings in an environment where there is so much antagonism that even if you got the blessing, 
you won't be able to enjoy the blessing. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. I know I'm talking to somebody this morning. You get it, but you can't enjoy it because the haters are so much around you. Those, those who wish and seek your evil have surrounded you with such venom and such anger and such animosity that even if God was to allow you to, to, to walk in it, there's going to be those who would just bind it up because of jealousy and envy and they would pursue you on a daily basis. The rituals of their cursing and their prayer would keep you in such a place where you can't even enjoy what God has given to you. And God don't want that for you. Some seven years in Judah. King. King, but I can't come home. <laughs> King, but not in my own house. King, but not in my own city. Oh, wow. I don't know about you, but something is stirring inside of me here. I'm all that I can be, but I can't be because there are those who don't want me to be all that I can be. Lord God. Oh, not everybody's for you. My mama used to tell me, not every skin teeth is alive. You get that? She used to say, Jeff, not every skin teeth is alive. You know skin teeth? Back home, this is called skin teeth. Skinning your teeth. Not every skin teeth is a laugh. Not everybody who does that to you really smiling with you. <laughs> Are you following me this morning? Oh God, I'm king. I'm crowned. I have the blessings. I have the authority. But I'm surrounded by vipers. <laughs> ah! Surrounded by vipers who stand in the court day in and day out and they wish for what I have. They just can't seem to let you be who you, you've been called to be and to enjoy the blessings of God that God has placed upon you. And so they surround you with malice and envy. And David found himself and he says, your righteousness, O oh God, it reaches to the highest heavens. You have done such wonderful things. <laughs> you have done such wonderful things. What are you talking about? God, you have blessed me with the riches of your blessings. You have graced my life. You have delivered me from one evil to another evil, from one precarious situation to another precarious situation. You have rescued me out of the pit. You have constantly strategized the escape of my soul and my life from that of the enemy trying to take it away from me. God, you've done such wonderful things. Who can compare with you, oh God? There is no one. There is no one that can compare with you, God. Ah, verse 20. David comes to a recognition. <laughs> Randy, I know this is speaking to you. I know this is speaking to you. He says, you have allowed me. 
Sometimes your suffering is by permission of God for a greater purpose yet to be achieved. You can't see it in the moment. Oh God, you can't see it in the moment. In the moment, it's all hardship. It's all toil and, and torture and, and pain. But God says, I am working a greater purpose in you, in your life. I am reserving you for a time and a season when those who would try to open their mouths, it would shut. He will shut the mouths of the lions. He will shut the mouths of the naysayer. He would shut the mouths of those who curse. He would shut the mouth of those who can't wish well, who can't bless, who can't rejoice with you. He will shut the mouths of those. And so David says, you have allowed me to suffer. He's finally realizing, wait a minute. Wait a minute now. I've been crowned king. It's established. I walk in the anointing of the king. I walk under the mantle of the king. And yet there is an imposter over there in Israel. And I am sitting over here in Judah. Obviously God, whose goodness ascends to the highest heaven, you must know about this. You are allowing this to happen for a reason. When all else fail, hold on to your faith. When your health is knocking at the doors and just befuddling you, hold on to your faith. When your finances run low and dry and you can't seem to make ends, hold on to your faith. When your kids just giving you the time of your life and leading you down a part where you want to send them back to the womb or to the grave, hold on to your faith. When everything around you is breaking, hallelujah when everything around you is falling apart when there is more month than there's money hold on to your faith cry out unto the lord lord you have allowed this lord you have allowed me to suffer much hardship but but you will restore me You will restore my life again, oh God, and lift me up from the depths of the earth. You will restore me to even greater honor and comfort me once again. So the honor that I got before that was deprived. Oh, it's drawing interest right now. <laughs> my honor is accruing interest right now because you will restore my honor you will make it greater than the former times all these years of depravity as I was held back and couldn't God there's a refund check in my name coming to me. Mm. There's a refund check 
in my name coming to me. You will restore my honor, greater honor, and comfort me once again. This is David's surmising of all that's been going on. Seven years. Seven years I got to listen to this devil. <laughs> Seven years I got to listen to this imposter sit in a place that he's not called to, qualified to, anointed by God to operate in. Seven years I got to sit back and watch you destroy the name of God and the worship of Yahweh while I sit here waiting and the things that you've given me. Oh God, he says, son, those seven years of blessings are drawing interest and accruing. Oh God, they are accruing. They are multiplying. Dividends are being multiplied on that initial investment and I will restore your life again. I will bring you up from the depths of the pit and I will restore your life again. Okay, so that's one story. These are connected. So we just looked at David. Right? Hardship. Suffering. The guy who says, my tears are my meat. I cry myself to sleep. I cry and I drink the very tears that I'm crying. It becomes sustenance to me. The guy who has to run for his life all the time. He's suffering and he's come to this place, Iris, and he says, God, I know you are allowing this. I know you are. This, this got your signature all over it. Teach me how to be patient in this season. <laughs> Teach me how to put up with belligerent, ignorance, disobedient, rebellious, hard-hearted, stone-hearted. Teach me how to deal with those who have reckless disregard for your name. Oh God, those who wouldn't even respect your anointing. Those who wouldn't honor the anointing that you've placed in my life. Those who wouldn't even, even give me the time of day to call me by my proper name. The enemy's got a name for me. And it ain't child of God. Mm, somebody, 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 somebody. He's got a name for me. And it ain't child of God. Oh, it's not child of God. But he will restore me. So turn with me now. I'm going on to another book here. Go to First Chronicles chapter 4. And, and just for the sake of giving context and history, I want to pull this other guy out because we're still in this whole theme of prayer, right? We're still in the whole theme of prayer. David's, David's song, David's life, David's testimony a few minutes ago was all about coming to terms in prayer. Like, God, I know you're seeing all of this. I know you're seeing all of this, Lord. This is not hid from you. I know you're watching this. I know you're paying attention. I know you're watching how they smile in my face and stab me in the back. I know you're watching all of this, Lord. 
I know you're watching all of this. Mm. But who God bless, no man curse. Hallelujah. You could try, but you won't be successful. You won't be successful. Because when God puts his hand on you, when God puts his hand on you, when God releases his anointing on you, try as much as the devil may, and he will try. God has already made a decree. You can come close, but just only so far. You can't touch this. Touch it. You can't touch this. You can come close, all right. You can get a good look up close, all right. You can get close enough to sniff it out, but you can't touch this. You can't touch this. You who have shown me great and sore trouble will lift me up from the depths of the earth. You will restore me and you will give me back my honor. Lord, you're going to send my refund check with interest on it, Father God. It's only a matter of time. It's only a matter of time. So here we are in second, first Chronicles chapter 4. I read this just for one reason, the first part of it, to show you how specific God is. Because I'm going to call a man's name here in a second. It is the only time in the Bible you're going to see this guy's name. I'm <laughs> starting at verse 1. And I'm going to go down to 10. But it's the only time you're going to see this guy's name. This guy is what we call a grade A nobody. As far as history is concerned. But his name means something. Just like David confessing, oh God, I had so much trouble. Even from my birth, I had so much trouble. But I know, Lord, I know that I know that I know you're going to hear and you're going to answer my prayer. So here comes this guy. The descendants of Judah will perish. What's the first word? What's the first name I just called? Perez. No, no. First name I called was Judah. Oh, Judah. Where was David before he became king in Israel? Judah, Judah was blessed. <laughs> Judah was blessed. So anything coming out of Judah is going to manifest a blessing. By reason of where he is, there's a blessing and an anointing upon him. Can I get a witness? By reason of your position this morning, there's a blessing and an anointing on your life. Just hold your turn. Hold your turn. So this is Judah. Judah means praise. And David was over in Judah for seven years before he could come over to Israel. So we begin in Chronicles here and it says, the descendants, the children and the grandchildren, <laughs> the descendants of Judah for generations to come, the people coming out of Judah will be blessed. Oh man, somebody. Are you hearing me this morning? By virtue of my position in Christ, I am blessed. My children are blessed. My grandchildren are blessed. 
I lay claims to the fact that I have a heritage. I have an inheritance. I have a promise that was secure in Christ Jesus. And because of that, everything that follows me will be blessed. Huh? You with me? <laughs> oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. The descendants of Judah will perish. His run. Carmi, her, and Shobal. Shobal's son, Reiah, was the father of Jahat. Jahat was the father of Ahumai and Lahad. These were the families of the Zorotites. The descendants of Etham were Jezreel, Ishma, Idbash, their sister, Hezilipuni. Penuel, the father of Gedor, and Ezer, the father of Hushas. These were the descendants of her, the firstborn of Ephrathah, the ancestors of Bethlehem. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> there is history in the blessing that God has laid for us for generations to generations unto generations to come. God has laid something down and the descendants, our descendants are going to reap the blessings of that which had been laid down by God centuries ago from Judah to Bethlehem yes. to Hesperia and Victorville to California and New York <laughs> to Colorado and Nevada. Wherever my descendants find themselves there is a blessing that follows and will overtake them hallelujah and so we're reading and these are the descendants asher the father of tekoa he had two wives named hela and nara nara gave birth to azumam hepha temeni and hazarati hela gave birth to zeret isha Ethan and Koz, who became the ancestor of Anub, Zobiba, and all the families of Aharel, son of Hurum. And then it just changes just like that. And then there was a man named Jabez. <laughs> there was a man named Jabez. <laughs> who is this guy? Who is this guy? All these people got their genealogy identified, and he was the father of this one, and the sister, and the mother, and the uncle, and, the, and then there was Jabez. Yes. Who, whose son was he? We know who his mother was. The name Jabez means suffering. Why does that stick out? Because we're coming from Judah to Bethlehem and we're coming with respect to the, the order of the anointing that has been laid down for the descendants of David and God's people. But in that lineage of people, there was one guy who didn't seem to have a particular kind of blessing. His name was Jabez and from birth he was sick. <laughs> oh, y'all got to get a hold of it this morning. Jabez didn't have it going on. But he was a descendant. Yes. 
<laughs> he didn't have a whole lot going on. Everybody had all that delineated and that. And then there was this guy called Jabez. And his name means suffering. Hmm? Let's read. There was a man named Jabez who was more honorable than any of his brother. His mother named him Jabez because his birth had been so painful. But there's some things I guess I could learn from Jabez. His birth was painful. His name means suffering. And yet in the midst of all that, it was said about Jabez, he was more honorable than all the people who got mentioned. Jabez's faith was challenged, but he held the faith. Jabez's body was touched, but he held the faith. Jabez's finances were touched, but he held the faith. Jabez displayed such firmness in God. His faith was unshakable that no matter what happened, he held on to God so that even though he was not named in that thing, there was something about how Jabez lived. The people gave him one mention. He was more honorable than everybody else. He knew how to hang in tough times. He knew how to stick it out to the end. He knew how when troubles and trials come, I'm going to stand my ground. Though he slay me, yet will I live. Yet will I trust him. I will stand my ground. Oh God, everything around me is falling apart. But I'm going to trust you. I'm going to keep the faith. Lord, I'll wake up in the morning. And every part of my body hurts. That's how I know I still have a body because it hurts. My knee hurt. My ankle, I'm talking about myself. My ankle hurts. My back hurt. My head hurt. My shoulders hurt. I went to the doctor this week and I didn't really lie. I just didn't tell him the whole truth. Because I went back to my orthopedic surgeon this week for follow-up. And he says, how are you doing? Great! <laughs> he says, do I have to give you another shot in your shoulder? No, it's doing fine. And I lift up my hand and, it's doing fine. It's doing fine. Can you tell? It's doing fine. All the while I'm going like, oh God, this hurts. But there's something in me that's just resisting and fighting and saying, I believe in the living God. Though he slay me, yet will I live. Isn't that what Job said? In the midst of my pain, I confess that I am the healed of God in Christ Jesus. In the midst of my suffering, I confess I am receiving a healing. And Jabez, who from birth was ill, and his very name means suffering, Jabez didn't complain a whole lot to the extent that when he got a mention, when he got a mention, the mention was he was more honorable. Sick from birth. My name means suffering. My mother called me that because my birth was painful. 
imagine being straddled with that that my name means I'm a painful person but he was a descendant of Judah he understood his promise he understood his place he understood his position and as a result of that he did not complain and so when it came to that point and place in life where he had had enough <laughs> when he was sick and tired of being sick and tired the bible says in verse 10 he was the one who prayed to the god of israel he was the one who prayed to the God of Israel. And this is what he prayed. Oh, oh, that you would bless me. Come on, somebody. Something ought to be rising up inside you right now. Painful? Painful, quit complaining. Well, he didn't, as far as we know. And painful started crying out. Oh, that you would bless me. Mm, 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 mm. Lord, you see my son? Yep. Oh, that you would bless me. Lord, you see my finances? Oh, that you would bless me. Bless me. You know what it means to be blessed? To be endued with spiritual power from on high. So let's see if we could translate that. Oh, that you would endue me with spiritual power from on high. That's what it means to be blessed. To bless is to endue with spiritual power from on high. God, you see my call? Oh, that you would bless me. You see this mounting of bills that I have, Lord? Oh, that you would bless me. Somebody, somebody begin to develop your, oh, that would bless me this morning. Oh, that you would bless me this morning. Oh, God, look at my situation, Lord. I need to be rescued, Lord. Oh, God, I need to be rescued from people. No, seriously. I don't need to be rescued from wild animals and bears and lions. All kind. I need to be rescued from people. People. Rescue me from people. Oh, Jesus. Rescue me from those that think, Father God, that they know more than what you have called me to do rescue me lord god rescue me lord rescue me from those who see and look at what i do and think oh i could do that too but devoid of the anointing you're just asking for disaster can i get a witness this morning rescue me from people father god 
from people or from the obligation to even try to please people. I don't want to please nobody. I want to be kind to you, but I'm not going to be a man pleaser. I'm going to stand my ground. Love me if you love me and hate me if you hate me, but I'm going to please God. Rescue me from people, Lord God. This one wants you to go that way. And that one wants you to go that way. And this one thinks that plan is better. And this, you know, I... <laughs> you know, wouldn't it be such a good thing if you know so much you can't just go and start your own church? Just go start your own church. It's that easy, trust me. I know. Yeah. It's really easy. Yeah. Go plant one around the corner. Yeah. Spend your night toiling before God. Laboring before God to hear a word, to get an answer because sister so-and-so is sick unto death and the doctors haven't given much hope and all we have is a prayer and a preacher. Amen. <laughs> Who you don't even take time to figure out what's going on and how much he is putting in just to see the salvation of you and your loved ones. But, but, but you can do that. <laughs> you, you can do that. That's easy. Just, just go do that. Just, anybody can do that, right? Anybody can do that. Oh, yeah, anybody can say, Lord, here I am. I'm ready. I'm called. You call my name. You know my name. I'm ready. Yeah. <laughs> you know my name, Lord. Oh, that you would bless me. He was the one who prayed to the God of Israel. Oh, that you would bless me and expand my territory. Please be with me in all that I do and keep me from all trouble and pain keep me from the very name that I've been named my name is pain <laughs> keep me from that name that this world wants to call me call me by your name the name you have given to me call me by the name you have given to me child of God Child of God, Jedediah, the beloved of the Lord, call me by my name. Call me by the name you've given me. Don't call me by the name that my mama gave me because of the pressure she was going through when she gave birth to me. She was having a bad time and she literally plagued my life with a name that is associated with pain. Oh my God. Out of her troubles. Oh, you ain't hearing me this morning. Yes. Out of her mess, out of her confusion, out of her dysfunction, she gave me a name that represented her pain, and the name was pain. Yes. And Jabez, as he closes up his prayer, he said, Deliver me from all my troubles, Lord. Oh, God, deliver me from all my trouble, and deliver me from the name that I had to bear all these years. Deliver me from pain. Yes. 
pain. What's your name this morning? Child of God, that's your name. You know? Search the Lord for your spiritual name. Because I know you have one. You know how I know you have one? In Revelation, it says every one of us was given a new name. A new name was written on in the Lamb of Life. Hey, I'd like to know what it is right now. I want to start living out the rest of my days in the new name that was written on in the Lamb's Book of Life for me. I want my new name. I want my new name. That revelation came to me somewhere in about 2003 and I changed my name. My name is Joshua Israel. My spiritual name is Joshua Israel. Yeah, legally you call me Jeffrey, but I changed my name. I want to live in the name that my God has given me. I want you to live in the name that your God has given you. I want you to find out true prayer. That's why I say we need to pray. God, what would you have me be named? What would you have me be called? Give me my spiritual name. I want to change my history. I want to change my destiny. I want a name. <laughs> Next time I face the enemy and he called me out of my old name. I'm rising up against him and silently I'm saying, that ain't my name. You ain't talking to me. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. Somebody, somebody, can you get what I'm saying here? The devil and your friends and all those naysayers want to look at you and say, Janel, and you're just like, that ain't my name. I don't answer to that. That's not my name. You go on with your bad self. You think it's Janelle. No, no, it's Sarah. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. In my remaining years, that's my name. And so oftentimes, I literally ignore, especially when the ones calling me antagonist and protagonist. Hey, Jeffrey, Jeffrey. I'm going like, you're not talking to me. <laughs> and you'll never know what my secret name is. You ain't talking to me. It's a name given to me by God. And until you know that name, you ain't talking to me. You're talking to the guy with a name somewhere in the courthouse that someone called Jeffrey. But my God knows my name and he's calling me by a different name. And I answer to that name. Hey. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, God, this is so good. This is so good. I want you to get this. 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 Oh, that you would bless me and expand my territory. I've been sick. I've been suffering. I've been hurting all these years. And finally, I realize I'm a descendant of Judah. And I'm blessed mightily. I'm blessed going out. I'm blessed coming in. I'm blessed in this land here. I'm blessed in that land here. I'm blessed in the field. I'm blessed in the country. I'm blessed in the city. I'm blessed wherever I go. And I am not going to be calling myself pain no more. My name is not pain. And the last line of that sentence says, and God, <laughs> and God granted him his request. 
I sent out a text yesterday and it said something simply like this. There's a revelation waiting inside you. Who got that text? There's a revelation waiting inside you. Get a hold of who you are in Christ Jesus and stop answering to who people are calling you. He got a revelation of who he was supposed to be and he cried out unto God, a man nobody knew before. They gave the genealogies of everyone and, and except they come to him and there was a guy called Jabez. whoop de do. But Jabez had a revelation inside him and one of it was this, I am a descendant of the blessed. My papi and my grandpappy left something for me and I am going to probate the will. I am going to execute the will. I am going to lay claims to what is mine and what you have been giving me ain't belong to me. I'm about to take what is mine from this day forward. Oh, that you would bless me. Oh, that you would, Lord, just bathe me. With, 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 with power from on high that you would baptize me with your anointing from on high from out of heaven from the righteousness of your heaven you would bless me and Lord you're going to expand my tent from this day forward and forevermore I got more I got more I got more there's a revelation inside you waiting to come loose I got more. Yes. I'm not answering to that guy that you've been calling anymore. Amen. Bless me. Expand my regions. Expand my tent. Yes. Give me increase. Yes. And God was so impressed. There wasn't a discussion. He says, and God just gave him what he asked for. Yes. You know why God gave him what he asked for? Because he got a hold of the revelation that God had for him. Yeah. One more scripture and I'm going to close. Because I'm going to give you a formula now. <laughs> <We are>! Yes. <laughs> Woo. Go to Luke. And we're in the sixth chapter. Luke chapter 6. So we've been talking about prayer, right? Yes. Prayer is a way that you give back. Take a minute for that to soak in. Prayer is giving back. Because God says, give me your prayer. Cry unto me. And I will answer you. Yes. Prayer is something you give back. When I was a little boy, and that's been a long, long time ago, I lived in a foreign country. And we didn't have indoor plumbing. And we didn't have all the fancy things that we have today. We had one, what we call a standpipe, in the village. 
and it served people for 100 yards that way and probably another 100 yards that way and there will be another one 100 yards up the road and so for 200 yards you had this one standpipe and because we were archaic and wasn't technologically advanced and all that oftentimes those standpipe broke or didn't work and there were days after the people cried out by rushing city hall or the police station or what have you they had to call for emergency relief and in calling for emergency relief this truck would come through the village with a huge oh five six seven hundred plastic tank full of water and somehow we would know that the truck is coming and people would rush and line the streets and the guy on the truck would indiscriminately have this hose that came out of the tank and he didn't turn it on and off you better be in position because when he turned that spigot and that water started gushing out of that hose you better have your big bucket to collect water because you don't know when that truck is coming back as a little kid i would see people coming with little buckets and the force of the water, by the time it hit the bucket, filled it and emptied it in the same splash. You know what I mean? The drench and the weight of the water would hit that bucket. A truck is moving. You just lost your only chance. And I pondered and I pondered. Yeah, but I'm only a child, oh God. And for weeks, I would hunt and scourge for the oil drums that the merchant got where they repackage cooking oil that they sell to you. And these were plastic drums and they were like five gallon drums. And I'd get me one of those. And I'm thinking, when you hit that can, even if some splash out, I still got three or four gallons to go home with. Hallelujah, can somebody say, praise the Lord. I still got some water. I still got some water. And the Lord taught me a principle way back then. Bring your best bucket. <laughs> bring your best bucket. You want to receive something, bring something to receive something. Mm -hmm. Oh, you need to get that. You want to receive something, bring something to receive something. Give something to get something. Bring the right vessel. I think I wrote something about that and sent it out to you. It was a mystery that I figured maybe I'll explain to you one of these days. To the extent that you will be blessed would be to the extent of the vessel that you bring to God for the blessing. Did you get that? Did you get that? So let's read here and I'm going to wrap up. Give and it and you will receive. Give and you will receive. Your gift will return to you in full, pressed down, shaken together to make room for more, running over and poured into your lap. <laughs> I'm in verse 38, sorry. Verse 38 of Luke chapter 6. 
The last part of the verse says, the amount you give will determine the amount you get back. You with me? Fill my cup, Lord. I lift it up, Lord. Come and quench this thirsting of my soul. Bread of heaven, feed me till I want no more. Fill my cup. I lift it up, Lord, and make me whole. <laughs> Hallelujah. Fill my cup, Lord. I hope you're getting me. <laughs> I lift it up, Lord. Mm, you getting this? Come and quench this thirsting of my soul. Bread of heaven, feed me till I want no more. Fill my cup. Lift it up, Lord, make me whole. To the extent of the size of the vessel that you present will be the size that you will take away. Even as a child, I realized if I wanted more water to go home, I had to bring a bigger vessel. Now I learn a deeper spiritual concept as an adult and as a child of God. And that concept says, I bring to the Lord a good vessel, a good offering, because it says there in verse 38, because of the size that I bring, I will get back to that same size. Small shovel, small blessing. Bigger shovel, big. wheelbarrow, truck, dumpster. I give to God, and as I give to God, I get back from God in direct relationship to how I give to God. Can you hear me this morning? Can somebody praise his name and shout out, shout out, do you want a blessing from God? There is a blessing for you as a descendant. There's a blessing for you as a descendant. To the extent that you're going to cry out this morning, Lord, fill my cup. <laughs> Don't hand God a teacup and ask him to give you a barrel. As a matter of fact, I think I have scriptural authority to say that. Let me see if I can find it again. Give and you will receive. Your gift will return to you in full, pressed down, shaken together to make room for more. You know, pressed down, shake it together and it settles and you could add more to it. Running over and poured into your lap. This is the part that gave me the revelation. The amount you give will determine the amount you get back how much do you want to give this morning i told you praying praying is a gift <laughs> praying is a gift bring me something that you give god how much do you want to give god in prayer Amen. so that you could get back oh lord you you, you no, you need to get this you really need to get this i give god in prayer a multitude 
so that from the multitude of my prayer, I will get back a response from God based on how I go before him. Listen, there is a kind of a technicality that I, I face in being all transparent and all that. This little church keeps me alive, keeps me afloat, meets my commitment. So, it's kind of hard for me, you have to hear me out, to give an offering to the church because I'm giving it to myself because it comes back to me. But you know what I do? I sow seed into other ministries who are building churches and saving lives and feeding hungry people all over the world. I have set it up in such a way that I put it on my calendar, I put it in my bank account, I put reminders, I decided, okay, I'm giving this ministry a thousand dollars. I said, but Jeff, you don't have a thousand dollars, nobody could pay it off in 12 months. <laughs> you understand how serious I am with this? I don't have a thousand dollars, but I give that amount of money and I divided it into 12 months and I put a reminder on my phone and on my bank account as an alert. And on the 27th of the month, I send this amount until that thousand is paid off. That's one ministry. Another ministry who I believe is doing great work. I give them another several sets of hundred of dollars. I still don't have it, but I could pay it off in 12 months. Are you hearing me? Give and it shall be given to you. Press down, shaken together, and running over. Now, some of y'all, I'm going to say it for the first time, probably wonder, how come a few weeks ago he testified that he had $111,000 worth of debt from one company and $87,000 worth from another company, and it all got wiped out in one week? You want to know how that happened? I gave for that need. <laughs> I sowed a seed to erase a debt. No, you ain't hearing me. I said, God, I want that bill gone. And I am going to sow a seed for that need. And even though I don't have the thousand dollars, I want you to provide seed for me as often as you could provide seed for me. I ain't got the twelve hundred dollars to send off to one guy in any one shot. But guess what I have? I have a hundred dollars I could send this month. And $100 I could send next month until I pay off the $1,200. And I'm doing it for three ministries. Money I don't have, but in small pieces, I'm chipping away at it. You know why? I'm sowing a seed to attend to my need. Give, and it shall be given to you. Because in the same measure that you give, it will be returned to you. So if you give nothing... There's going to be a whole lot of that to go wrong in your life. Nothing. Are you hearing me? David understood the blessings of Judah. Jabez understood the blessings of Judah. You understand the blessings of the Lord. He has laid up a path and a plan for you. To escape the devourer that is trying to consume you and eat you. So this morning, you tell God, I want Judah's blessing in my life. 
and I'm going to give. I'm going to give to get it. I'm going to give my way completely out of poverty. I'm going to give my way out of poverty. Give God your prayer. Lord, I don't have anything. Well, start praying, and here's what you start praying for. Start praying for seed. Start praying for seed. I need seed to sow. God show somebody this morning what it would take that satisfies your spirit and your requirement upon them to receive heaven's open windows upon their life. Lord, and they may say right now, and we totally understand, I don't have that. But he says, what he says in his word, I give seed to the sower. I give seed to the sower. So God, give them seed. Give them seed. Give them seed, Father God, so that they can sow for a harvest. They can sow for a harvest. Lord, my name is pain no more. Lord, you've shown me great and sore troubles, but you who have taken me down to the depths of the earth, Lord, will bring me back up. You will restore me and you will grant me honor on every hand and side. Lord, you will send my refund. You will send my refund. Everybody with your head bowed and your eyes closed. If you believe God spoke to you this morning, just lift your hand up. God spoke to you this morning. You lift your hand up. No one's looking around. I'm about to release an anointing for seed for the sower and for the breaking of bondages and for the end of pain and to bring you back from the depths of the earth. Lord God, you see these hands as they all lifted up, Father God. They all lifted up, Father God. This is symbolic of someone who's saying, I need you to break this cycle, reverse this curse. Yes. You know, it might be for a loved one. It might be for a husband. It might be for a wife. It might be for a child. It might be for an illness. Whatever it is, nothing's going to leave heaven until something leaves your hand. So, Father God, I release an anointing for the seed to fall upon them, Lord. Lord, I am asking, Lord, just drop something in my spirit real, real heavy right now. I am releasing the miracle of restoration. Yes. That's what I'm hearing right now. Restoration. God needs to restore something in your life. God needs to restore something for some of you all here. You've been laboring under 
the pressure of a brokenness and God wants to restore. Would you hear him this morning and release the revelation in you? You can restore this, Lord. You can restore this, Lord. You can restore health. You can restore wealth. You can restore my mind, Lord. You can restore my marriage, Lord. You can restore my kids, Lord. Oh, God, you can restore my home, Lord God. You can restore lost love, friendships. Father God, you can restore my job. You can restore means for me to make it, Father God. Father God, in the name of Jesus Christ, in the name of Jesus Christ, the anointed one, today, Lord, today, I release on this congregation the anointing for restoration in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. And all the people of God said, Amen. give him praise in the house. Yes. Give him praise in the house.